This episode of Explicit Answers is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check it out, see what I've done for others, and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com, where you can save money on your next domain name by putting in the code PODNAME121. The world needs answers. We can help. Explicit Answers. Hey, welcome back to Explicit Answers, episode five, brought to you the week of September 28th, 2010. My name is James. And my name's Jen. And we're here to answer your questions. We're here to give you all the answers. All of the great ones. In in explicit form. Explicit, amazing form. Hey, uh, just a bit of news before we get diving into the main content, which we have a lot of this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're in iTunes now. Did you know that, Jen? I we, did. Yeah, we're in the iTunes store, so now you can look us up there and subscribe your heart out. Matter of fact, while you're there, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to just uh, go ahead and leave a review. That would be good. That'll help us out. Yeah, especially if it's a good one. So we, we need to get featured as quickly as possible. We do. So help us out there. Um, Jen, we've had a busy week. Yeah, we have. Very busy. Um, we we had a, a, a big convention at, at our church. Missions convention, it just sucked up all of our time. We had visitors over, you know, good friends of ours that stayed mm-hmm. with us the week. It was a great, great time. Uh, so thank you for coming on and doing the show, even though I know you're sleepy. That I'm peaked. Yeah. yeah. So Jen is a little bushed. So don't um, don't be surprised if all her answers are, oh, God, just deal with it. Or go to take a nap. Yeah, go take a nap. <laughs> That might be her, her her thing. Go to the beach. Yeah. It'll fix it all. Speaking of going to things, we're sponsored in part by GoToAssist. <laughs> Providing in-person technical support for your clients or colleagues is expensive, and it can be time-consuming. And I found an easy, cost-effective way to do it all online with GoToAssist Express. You can fix the problem without even being there in person, which is awesome. GoToAssist Express lets you easily view and control any other computer online so you can quickly resolve technical issues. Whether you're in customer support, technical consulting, or management, or just a computer guru who who everyone bugs you and asks you for help, GoToAssist Express will help you. You can increase revenue, reduce travel and support time, and service more clients, as well as keep your sanity. My listeners can try GoToAssist Express free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToAssist.com slash techpodcast. Again, you can try GoToAssist Express free for 30 days. And for this special offer, visit GoToAssist.com slash techpodcast. Thank you, Citrix, for your support of Explicit Answers. Uh, Let's get right into our questions and answers. Okay. This one comes to us from an anonymous source. I'm a part-time assistant pastor. I'm working a full-time secular job that I have zero passion for and another part-time job that I have zero passion for to barely make ends meet. Between all three jobs, I'm working about 20 to, I'm sorry, 60 to 70 hours a week. It's frustrating the chrysal out of me, mainly in the aspect of ministry. I'm basically seeing it as just another job to help me pay the bills and I'm losing passion for my ministry and there's other reasons at the church for this as well. I'm married with two kids. I can't afford to quit any of my jobs. I don't really have any extra time to job search or go back to school. I, I just feel stuck. We certainly don't live extravagantly. We've cut back pretty much everywhere that we can. What advice would you give me to get out of this situation? Um, 
Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. The first thing I would do is um, have a big, long conversation with your wife. Because anything that you could do or, or should do, you guys would have to agree on together. And that's the only way it's going to be successful. Otherwise, it's, it's going to cause strife. But, um, you know, I, I don't know what the ages of the kids are. Is it possible for her to maybe pull a part-time job and you to drop one of your part-time jobs? Or even, you know, trade off childcare in order to do that. And then mm-hmm. at least you'd see your family a little more and you'd be a little less tired. Um, and then, I don't I don't know. I, I'd have to know a little more about the jobs, but right. I don't know. What, why don't you throw in? Something? Well, I'll just tell you this. That there are seasons in our life, okay? There are times. And uh, just like in the old song, there is a season, turn, turn, turn. And the problem, though, with seasons is when we're in one, we always feel like this is going to be the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. But we weren't always in this situation. And before this one, there was another one that we thought we'd be in all the time, too. And it's so easy to get bogged down in doing what you're supposed to do that you feel trapped by it. Mm-hmm. Doing right, like you're doing is never wrong. It's just tiring and trying, and, and it tests you. You're, you're, you're providing for your family, you're working your tail off, and you're doing ministry at the same time, and it's driving you crazy. But I'm telling you, so much better. That is so much better than being a slacker and that driving you crazy. Mm-hmm. So hats off to you for doing what you're supposed to do. Um, there's there's a proverb that says, don't grow weary in well-doing. And I believe just like your conscience can get seared and and if you do bad things, it bothers you a little bit at first and then it quits bothering you altogether if you just keep doing the same bad thing over and over and over. I think on the flip side of that, whatever it is that makes us feel good about maintaining things and and and, and holding down the fort and doing what we're supposed to do over and over and over, I think that can get seared too. And mm-hmm. it can and in, in the the goodness feelings of it wears off. And we can start to wonder if we're doing right because it doesn't feel right. Well, Anonymous, here's what I would say to you. Um, the right thing almost always feels like the wrong thing. It does. It almost because it always almost does. never feels good. Because we live in a world that that rewards laziness, it rewards self-centeredness, and it punishes self-sacrifice, and it punishes long-suffering, and it punishes faithfulness, okay? We live in a world that makes things like that seem stupid, and so that's what you're operating in. You're operating in this concept, in this world, that 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 makes what you do seem like a waste, okay? So understand that though it is hard, I'm not taking anything away from you, it feels wrong it feels pointless it feels like forever and and not all of those feelings are true a lot of them are exaggerations of the truth mm-hmm. okay some of them are just flat out lying to you so after saying that i want to go back to seasons and just say um if you're a pastor I, you trust god that's just a, that's a given and if you trust god then you know there's some scriptures and some concepts. He won't allow you to be tempted above what you can bear. Okay. And I believe that also that that means also he won't allow you to be pressured above what you can bear. What is temptation anyway? It's pressure to do wrong. So it, right. it's not a stretch to, to trade out those words. I believe he will not pressure you because um, he also challenges us having done everything we can do. Please just stand. 
just stand there mm-hmm. and keep doing what you're supposed to do. And so I don't believe he would commission us and, and challenge us to stand, with, but yet make it impossible for us to do so um, there. The other thing I want to ch- say is when we think about the future, we always exaggerate where we're at today. And we always leave God out of it. In our mind, when we worry about the future, we never include him, whether it's good or bad. I've right. seen people get just as stressed out about a wonderful, glorious future that's coming that they know is coming, and they get all stressed out because how am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So take heart in knowing that your Heavenly Father cares about you. He cares more about your situation than you do. He knows what you're going through, and he has a purpose for it. I will go through anything. If I know there's a reason, right? if I know it's going to make me a better person at the other end, if I know that, that God's going to be glorified, I can almost handle anything. So trust me on this. There's a reason why you're doing what you're doing. You're honoring your wife and your family, and your faithfulness will be rewarded. Okay? It's not your job. It's his job. So you just keep being faithful. You keep being patient. If you have no choices, you got no choices. So here's what you do. Everything within your control you do to the best of your abilities and everything outside of your control is not your responsibility. It's his. So put it to prayer, turn every fear into a prayer, every worry into a prayer and to the point that you're praying nonstop instead of worrying nonstop. And don't be freaked out if the fear doesn't go away. And if the doubt doesn't go away, I think it's completely possible to have a almost a hundred percent doubt and have a hundred percent faith at the same time. I Mm -hmm. really do because um, you show your faith by what you do, not what you believe. Right. Listen to me on that. Faith without works is dead. That's what the scriptures say. So you can believe whatever you want, good or bad, but if you don't act on it, then then whatever you believe is dead. So here it is. You believe that nothing's going to change, but you, every day you get up and you act and you pray and you do as if you believe it 100% that it's going to be okay. What is your faith giving life to? What, is, what do you really believe? What are you showing people is going on in your head that you believe that God's going to work it all out? So, so don't stress if, you don't, if your mind doesn't change, but um, just keep doing what you're doing, dude, and trust that God's got a plan and that it's temporary. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I know Jen and I went through a situation. It was like a three-year deal, and at the beginning of it, God kind of just told me. He doesn't talk to me very often, and when he does, it's usually annoying, so I don't really mm-hmm. look for his voice. But uh, when I was praying— I just basically felt this concept of outlive this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? What? Outlive this. Um, and soon enough, we found that some of the hardest times of our life were coming. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I kept, I kept, that was like my, my loop on the, uh, if I was a rodeo guy on a bull, that, that concept was what I held on to outlive this. That told me two things. One, that this was temporary. Mm-hmm. Cause there was going to be a point where I was alive and it wasn't outlive. It means that, that I'm, I'm living longer than it. So there was, there was a, there was a, an end in sight. And two, it, it showed me, he didn't say survive it. So you can, you can survive something and still barely be alive. You could, right. you could be almost dead, mm-hmm. but he said outlive it. And so there was this concept of, of that I was going to be better off from it. If I played my cards, right. He, mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't guarantee me that because I think that was my job. It was my job to, to 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 use the tools that I've been given and 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 work things out and do the best I could because you know what is it life's ten percent what happens to you ninety percent how you right. how you deal with it 
So anyway, that's a little long-winded answer, but um, I feel you, man. I really do. And uh, let me throw in there, just kind of uh, being married to a pastor, um, your job in ministry, your part-time job in ministry, is probably sucking up more of your resources, mental and physical, than than your other two jobs in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. ministry has a way, um, unlike you know a regular walk-in, you know, do your job and clock out. Ministry has a way of you know following every part of your life. And you know, I don't I don't say that to say you shouldn't do it. I say it to say recognize the fact that it's it's a hard job, part-time yeah. or not. Well, a lot of times a part-time job in ministry is it's the pay maybe part-time, yes, but the job is thank not. you. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I did that on Children's Ministry Month last night. Somebody was talking about having a quarter-time pay, quarter-time children's ministry job, and I'm like, there's no such thing. There's quarter-time pay, but you're always full-time. Mm-hmm. There is no part-time children's ministry position. Short of you just coming in and doing a Sunday school class, if you're the leader of an entire ministry, you're full-time. So, dude, you're not just doing three part-time jobs. You're doing one full-time job and then another full-time job besides that. Right. And your 60 to 70 hours a week doesn't count the time you sit thinking and, and praying and putting mm-hmm. stuff together and preparing and going shopping and putting all your props and your stuff and getting there early and going late and not even getting to go into service yourself. Um, so the last thing I guess I'd say to you is, is, uh, go talk to your pastor, tell him what's going on and just be honest with him and, uh, and not so that he can get onto you and not that you're whining to him. Um, but you can go in there and just tell him this is what I'm dealing with. And I need you to hold my arms up. I need you to pray for me and help me support Mm me. So there you go. Ramen noodle says, God has blessed me with a wonderful wife. You too. Cool. Uh, we were married at the beginning of September. Um, what are your three or so tips for a young marriage? I'm sure you'll say weekly dates, which I plan to do. So I would love some more ideas. What do you think for a young marriage, brand new out of the package? I've got one, but you go I, ahead. I have one, mm-hmm. and we—I don't—I don't know that we did it, but um, communication. I don't even know how to how to like explain how to flush that out, but. If if you could figure out a way to communicate every single feeling and mm-hmm. thought that you have about everything, I mean, almost over communication, yeah. and it sounds kind of ridiculous, but you, if if you don't over communicate, you set these patterns, and then like something will annoy your spouse, and then they'll just come and off. like the tenth time it annoys them, they'll just blow up, and you'll be like, I didn't even know that annoyed you. Well, honeymoon set <laughs> kind of a weird tone for the beginning of a new relationship. Because you go out and you're supposed to be hunky-dory, and then you get dropped right into real life. Mm -hmm. And people are tempted to keep that honeymoon spirit going. We can't fight this soon in our marriage, so I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to swallow my anger. I'm going to deal with this Mm -hmm. myself. So, yeah, absolutely. Learn to communicate. Here's one trick. Instead of saying you attacking someone— what I found, I do this with with Jennifer. I do this with uh, people at work, and it really, really helps. Is instead of saying, "You think I'm stupid," you must think I'm stupid. You know, ah. mm-hmm. no. You say, "You know what, honey? When you do that, you probably don't mean it." I, matter of fact, I'm going to assume you don't. But that makes me feel really, really stupid. And that see how that's that's not attacking the other mm-hmm. person. That's presenting your feelings. You you hurt my feelings when you say that. And let that person know. And the assumption is they love you, and so therefore they will change. So there's a little tiny tip. The other one I was going to say, Jen and I made a decision right at the beginning of our relationship that when we had tiffs and stuff, we were going to keep it in-house. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to go run into family and, and spill in guts and all that because that feels really good. 
But parents, unlike your spouse, your spouse will forgive you and forget, and you'll just move on and everything's right. fine. You've grown as a result. But your family will will forgive, but they won't forget. Plus, when you talk to your family or even friends, for that matter, whose side are they going to take? Yeah, well, your your explanation of the situation is very one sided. Mm-hmm. You know, your family's not going to come and talk to both of you. They're not marriage counselors. They're yeah. not going to get the full picture. But yeah, it's it's hard to hard to get past that because family and friends are automatically on. Whoever, you know, their side. and The last bit I would say is uh, don't have any serious conversations after 1030 at night. Mm. And and I know the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath, okay? Your anger. I know that. And I haven't figured this out yet. I'm not disagreeing with the Bible, but I will say there's a lot of relationships that broke up from what must be a misinterpretation of that. A literal, a way too literal interpretation. Because I will tell you... That if Jen and I had just gone to sleep and woke up, half of our crap early on would have just gone away. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, we we you know you stay up all night, you fight until the break of dawn, and then you're dead the next day. Um, sometimes y- y'all just need to chill and get away, have your private time. You don't you, and and give yourself time to cool down, and then come back and work it out. You know, so. I don't know. I would just, I would just say, give, give, give some space, because you're not used to living with somebody. Right. It's brand new. Not everything's going to be perfect. I mean, when you're when you're single, you can sleep on a bed all spread out and sprawled and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're married, you have to learn to sleep straight. Yep. Like sardines in a can. Everything's a challenge. And everybody walks into marriage with expectations, even if they don't realize it. Yeah. That are formed and shaped by their parents and their childhood and, and their, their movies. experiences yep. and the movies and. Ty, uh, yeah. Titanic and Twilight, yeah. That's what. That's why I say. I was very upset when Jen couldn't climb a tree by pawing it. You know, yeah, with yeah. me on her back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Twilight reference. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, Ramen. Good luck, dude. Because uh, I'm telling you, man, you did good. She's gorgeous, and I feel sorry for her. But congratulations to you. Uh, I say that to all the guys. But anyway, uh, hey, JK and JK. <laughs> Here's here's where I'm at. I love my wife and little boy. We've been married about six years, and our boy is two. I work a frustratingly futile grunt job, which threatens to continue for the rest of my working life. Sound familiar here? <laughs> and I've often I often fight feelings of resentment. Let's be clear. If I was if I was offered a trade for a more creative job and it wasn't the right choice, and in, in other words, I had to trade that for my family, I would ra- soundly and, and quickly reject it. Nothing is more important in life than my family, and I'm nuts about them. But I keep coming back to this place where I'm frustrated. I've I've wanted to be a cartoonist since I was four, but I feel like Solari in Schaefer's Amadeus. It's not like I'm God's gift to the arts, and I know He owes me nothing and has given me so much. But I reel back and forth. On this question constantly, and I worry that I'll miss any chance I might have left. As an artist and a Christian, how do you balance faith, art, and family? Uh, they all want so much time. P.S. You guys are great. James, please record a full-length, three-verse version of that Geek Loves Nerd theme. <laughs> so, he says, Mother of Pearl, that thing's infectious, and I can't get a fix off that intro. And that's from AAA. Uh, can I can I hit this one? Because yeah. this is where I'm at. I mean, That's your world. Dude, I, having talent sucks sometimes, and because a lot of times you want to do things that aren't—they just—they're not wrong, but they're not right. 
at the time. And we were talking about seasons. And my calling and my true passion is to be a children's pastor. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, podcasting is a lot of fun. Artwork, ton of fun. And on my bad days, on the days when it's tough and rough, there's, there's, there's ups and downs in this whole thing. On those days, I really, really, really fantasize about dropping all of it and just diving into this full time and trying to make it work and the challenges of something new. But as real as that feels, I know that that's not real, that it would be tough. There would be days and it would probably take some of the fun out of it because my lifestyle depends on it. And and what used to be fun and casual would now be stressful mm-hmm. because our income depends on it. And, oh, gosh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Jen and I have had these discussions, you know. I think everybody struggles, especially us men, with the, this, the following question. If I could blank, then I'd be happy. But I think everybody deals with that at mm-hmm. some point in their life. If I, you know, Jen would say, if I had a full-time job doing CPA work, I would be happy. On her mm-hmm. bad days, isn't that in that true? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if I made money of any you, kind, <laughs> you only remember the good parts of where you used to be. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and so much more when you haven't even been there. Yeah, because then it all seems good. Oh, the, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in many ways, that's that's a little bit of a temptation and a little bit of a lie. Okay, so understand that part. I've had to I've had to t- say that to myself. People say, "Follow your passion, follow your passion," but you can't trust your passions all the time. You can't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to do what you're supposed to do because if I followed my passions, if all of us men followed our passions all the time, nobody would stay monogamous. Hello? <laughs> Seriously, let's get down and dirty here. You yeah. know, you'd see some chick at the mall and you're oh, passion, you know, and there uh-huh. goes your decision. Um, that's why we say love's not enough. You got to use common sense too. I made a commitment by God, no matter what it feels like, no matter if it sucks or it's awesome, I said for better or worse. Okay, getting back to cartooning, there is no reason in the world why you can't do both. That's what I've come to, is I've made a commitment that every day of my life, I'm going to do something creative. I'm going to do something creative every day. That's how I'm going to quell the monster. That's how I'm going to shut him up, uh, this creative thing, because here's what I came to. It's like, James, you want to do this full time on, on, on the bad days, but you're not even... You know, you're not even drawing. You you don't even do artwork regularly. You you'll throw up a Farmville or something in your spare time. So you're planning on this is me talking to myself. You're planning on going from zero to a hundred percent of doing this all the time, and you don't even do it regularly. And it was really a wake up call. And so, I now, I, I I do these JoJo motion drawing comics things. You know, I'm doing the podcasting thing more regularly. I'm I'm doing artwork more regularly, and instead of sitting watching TV, instead of sitting playing video games, this is how I spend my spare time now, and um, it it helps. It it takes care of that. And the other thing is, I've been able to start really doing what I know I'm supposed to do, and that is using what God has given me for my job. Mm-hmm. So you know, at the end of the day, dude, if you're a praying man, I'd say I'd, I'd go to your father and say, dude, you know, you gave me this. It's driving me crazy that I can't use it. I want to. Show me how I can use my hobby to glorify you and to better mankind. And just watch what happens. Just give it to him and see what he does. 
So, uh, you know, the other thing, you know, the practical side of it is if you hate your job, look for another job. Yeah, I was going to say that. I I would say, you know, try to, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other either in the sense of you don't have to have a horrid job and right. really want to be a cartoonist. You yeah. know, there might be a chance out there that there's some sort of job that's, you know, mixes that. Mm-hmm. And or it, gives you just more free time to do it on the web or right. something. And and if if not, yeah, at least something that you can tolerate a lot better. And it doesn't have to be that you quit your job and go get it until you get another one. Dude, keep your job. I'm telling you, when you're looking for another job, it so much helps to have one already. Mm-hmm. It takes all the pressure off. It really Especially does. in this economy. It, yeah. You, you may find that you're very thankful for your job at all. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it, but, but here, there's a principle... That if you're faithful over what you have, good or bad, then it will prepare you for when better things come. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the kind of the road I guess I'm taking in my creativity. I don't know what the future holds. Who knows? Maybe maybe I'm going to become something that you know that's still children's ministry or you know I'm I don't know I don't know I don't know. But I know that I have these gifts. I'm going to use them. And in the meantime. I'm going to keep doing what I know I'm supposed to do, which is be a children's pastor, good or bad times, whatever, challenging or perfect, and I'm going to prepare. I'm going mm-hmm. to just keep, because it's not going to hurt anything. Right. If I'm a better artist, Lord, next time we need a children's ministry logo, it's going to benefit that. Next time somebody wants to pay me to do something for them. Yeah, and it's not costing us a dime. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what drawyourpicture.com is. It's, it's a way that I make some spare change here and there and pay for microphones and stuff. But I talk almost every week with children's pastors, because that's my primary customer, that, that need they, they work with six kids in the basement of a church somewhere. They're frustrated, just like you are, <laughs> and they feel like they're in a dead-end job or whatever. But here's this guy, James Kennison, that wants to give them a logo for 65 bucks. And it makes it makes a lot of difference. It's just something they couldn't have afforded otherwise. And I'm not tooting my own horn. What I'm saying is, I found a way to use what I've got, and it helps. It helps so much. It because that's all I really want to do is be used. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do it full time. I just want to be. I want it to have a purpose. Right. So anyway, I hope that helps, bud. And that's a good idea about the song. So we'll see. Uh, we we got we're at twenty six forty two. So we're gonna do one more maybe here, and we got a few more, but. See how quick we get through this. Uh, hey, James and Jen just discovered NL Cast goodness. I love it. It's so refreshing to have podcasts and religion mix in a level-headed and entertaining way. Absolutely. NLCast.com is full of podcasts like that, so check them all out. I'm interested in your advice about my situation. I'm currently in my fourth year in a university studying psychology and neuroscience. I'm sorry. You're going to make a lot more money than I do. Anyway, I hope to one day be heavily involved in research surrounding developmental disabilities. Now, that's that's awesome. I'm confident that this is where God wants me to be, and I know that I will be able to bless a lot of lives with the path I'm on. However, the academics I associate with, that means professors, fellow students, etc., are mostly atheists, and they have spent their entire lives devoted to studying the human brain and are of the opinion that the brain causes behavior. There is no spirit, and everything we do is because of a physical wiring of our brains. I take classes, I learn a lot, but I refuse to believe that that's all there is to it. I know that God is real, but the course of my education and career, which God has given uh, the approval stamp for, is trying to convince me that he's not. Any tips on keeping a level head through it all? Sorry for being long-winded, but it's complicated. Zach, Zach Erickson on Twitter. 
yeah, I, I you went to a, a yeah. quote unquote historically Christian school and still dealt with a lot of that. Yeah, it was a very liberal school, and I actually started out in the liberal arts side doing. I was majoring in English, and yeah, the uh, the philosophies were so out of whack with what I believed that actually I eventually went over and majored in accounting, which there's really no philosophies yeah. involved. <laughs> there's God or no God, we still need accounting. Yeah, and there's only one answer. So there's re- you don't really debate. Yeah. So, uh, and if you do debate, it's it's how should this be treated on financial statements? It's not and really what, what font to use. Yeah, exactly. How to fill out that form? Yeah. So, Thanks. so what would what would be your uh, tips here for this guy? Um, my tips for that guy would be um, t- take it like a. Smorgasbord. I just said that wrong. A buffet. A buffet, yes. Um, The things that you agree with, the things that make sense to you, you know, take them on as your beliefs. The Mm -hmm. things that don't, you know, learn them for your test and ignore them. You know, there's there's nothing that you that says you have to believe all that in order to pursue your degree. Right. Well, there's also the category of things you don't like, but you know you need to add (laughs) to your list. I mean. Just because you don't, just because you don't like it, doesn't mean it's not true. So you gotta, you gotta filter it out, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, balancing stuff against the Bible and your faith, uh, seeking guidance from mentors that um, share your faith and are further along in the journey than you are. Um, the problem is you're in a world that, again, like we said at the beginning of the show, you're you're especially in a world that makes everything you believe seem absolutely stupid. Mm-hmm. See, and, and that's pretty common in in most of the areas that I could. But the even. truth is, and and no no disrespect to atheists or anything, guys. You know, I respect you. I really do. You believe what you want to believe, um, but at the end of the day, we know that there's a God. I read a saying today that those who can't hear the music think the dancer is mad, and that's the thing. You're in a world where they can't hear the music that we hear. Mm-hmm. They they believe that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. They have a different explanation for the same things that we see and believe. Well, and they're finding God in in themselves by you know by uh, right. by using the science to feel like they they're trusting in man's wisdom. And there's yeah. nothing new in that. There is right. nothing new in that at all. Gnosis and and the difference between gnosis and epinosis. And we we know that there's a God. We've experienced Him. We have seen Him. We 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 have had his life transform our hearts and our lives. We know there is more to life than just pursuits and self-centeredness and being human. We know there's more than that. And that does not make us better than anyone. It just makes us a little better off once we go somewhere. Our job is to live our lives with as much as it depends on us to live at peace with these folks instead of arguing with them and fighting with them and coming off because sometimes we get in the gospel, instead of the gospel of love, we get into the gospel of being right. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about that. Get what you need from them. Think of it like you're cheating. It will make it fun. <laughs> These guys would not teach you if they knew that you were a God yeah. believer. So you're being sneaky. You're like a spy. It's pretty fun. Well, and I especially like what you said about, you know, don't take for granted everything you've ever been taught. Um you yeah. know, especially you're probably college age and, you know, look it all up, you know, form your own mm-hmm. opinions about things and, and make sure they're your beliefs and not 
stuff you're just taking yeah, on. That's true. Don't cling to things blindly. Allow, allow this stuff to challenge you because if mm-hmm. your beliefs can't stand up under that scrutiny, they're not real anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. I, Jen went to school. I went to school. I went to a Bible school and I, I dealt with the same stuff, not maybe at the same level, but almost at a deeper level because that's all we talked about was faith. Mm-hmm. And everybody had a different spin on it. And man, yeah. it challenged some stuff that I thought was gospel truth. And I realized my mind was broke wide open and some things fell away. Some things weren't mm-hmm. true and I'm better off for it. Right. But then I added some things that I realized, dude, I, I wasn't taking that seriously enough. So allow these guys to hone you. Iron sharpens iron. All truth is God's truth. No matter where it comes from, it all truth originates from God. So if there's bits and pieces in there that are true, Cling to them and thank God for them. The rest of the crap, shoo it away mm-hmm. and go make a lot of money and help a lot of people. Yeah. You know, think of it as a means to an end in a lot of ways. You know, there's there's a bunch of stuff you learn in school and college that you don't really care mm-hmm. about anyway. But. I love that saying, though. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? The Those that don't hear the music think the dancer's mm-hmm. mad. Love that. Well, guys, that's all we have time for today. If you send in a question, we still have like three of them here. We got a lot of content this week. We'll try to hit you up next week. You can send your questions and comments and things like that uh, to explicitanswers at gmail.com, or you can use the form at explicitanswers.com. You can like us on Facebook. Now we have a Facebook like page, fan page, whatever. Look it up and like it. It'll be awesome. And remember, go to iTunes, subscribe, leave us a uh, review in iTunes. Tell a friend about us. That'd be awesome. That'd be like the best thing you could do. And if you hate us, tell an enemy. And you can also call us now at our phone number, 2095-NLCAST. 2095-NLCAST. Till next time, we'll see you uh, later. And uh, go be awesome. <laughs>